What's up, everybody? This is your host, Hannah Carroll, at Best Life by Hannah on Instagram, and you're listening to the Life Bits Podcast. I'm here to bring you small doses of insight and inspiration to help you step into your power and truly create the life of your dreams. On this podcast, we'll dig into mindset and wellness topics that will help you cut the BS, get unstuck, and live your life on purpose. All you need to do is open your mind, open your heart, and get ready to make the shift into your best life. Let's do this. whatever day of the week it is. What a great day of the week to be alive and to be doing life. No matter what you are going through, there's always something to be grateful for. I am here in my new home in Colorado, which is so cool. It's a very magical house. If you're watching um, my reel on Instagram, as you might know, I always make reels of this podcast. I'm at Best Life by Hannah on Instagram, and I'm sitting here in my new beautiful home. And it's very inspiring, full of amazing, magical people who honor their health and their bodies and everyone around them and their intuition. And it's very inspiring. So I am here and I'm happy to be. Today's podcast, I just recognized that I haven't even named it yet. (laughs) So hopefully by the end of this podcast, I will have a name for it. But the podcast, the theme here is about moving away from rigidity and into a space where we can be in more flow and use our intuition more because we don't have a rigid plan. And this podcast was inspired, as always, by my last week of life. Um, In the last week, I traveled from Seattle to my new home in Breckenridge, Colorado. So we drove 30 hours and about 2,000 miles. We, meaning me and my girl, Lexi. Lexi is alive to enjoy on Instagram. You should definitely go follow her if you haven't already. I feel like I talk about her in every podcast. She's one of my very best friends. So we had a rough plan. We were going to get from Seattle to Colorado. That was basically the plan. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. There was a little bit more to it. You know, we wanted to go see a waterfall in eastern Washington. We had a, a place that we wanted to stay the first night. Hadn't even booked the campsite, but we ended up staying at Walloa Lake. And other than that, the only like rigid plan that we had this entire time actually was staying in Salt Lake City because I had purchased an Airbnb. We had a rough plan of what we wanted to do. You know, we wanted to see some national parks in Utah. There are incredible national parks there. So Zion, Bryce Canyon, Canyonlands, Arches, all in southern Utah. So we're like, all right, so let's go hit that, basically. But the only thing we had booked is that one Airbnb in Salt Lake. 32 hours of driving, 2,000 miles, one solid plan, one place that we could stay along the way. Are you panicking? 
a year ago, I would have absolutely been panicking as well. And this is kind of what I want to talk about today. Why I used to panic about not having plans, not having set plans, and why I no longer am panicking about that. And just kind of dig into the mindsets around it to see if any of this resonates with you. I know it will in some way. Um, and unearth those old beliefs in order to move past them and into a life where we can actually flow through life using our intuition. Because as we know, a life led by intuition is the best possible life. Um, intuition, meaning like your heart, your soul's purpose is your guiding light, is your force in life. Like that's where we need to live from. So big old trip, Seattle to Colorado, one solid plan, and we were off. Here's the great part though, because we didn't have a solid plan and we didn't have anything or anywhere we needed to be other than Salt Lake City, we just had this room to flow throughout this traveling experience. And by the way, <laughs> my car was so fucking packed to the brim that it made it like, that was one part that was not as fun. I, I think that I would do that a little bit differently, but I digress. Because we didn't have set plans, we had room to just flow. So where we stayed, who we decided to see, what we decided to do, you know, if we wanted to go to any stores, if we want to have a little shopping experience, Lexi and I both love like health food boutiques. If we wanted to like go see a monument, if we wanted to like see what was up with a homie, we just did it, right? So Every question we had, do we want to do this? Do we want to see this person? We just had the opportunity to look at each other and feel into it in that moment, right? Feel into it in our bodies. Does it feel expansive? Do we feel like, ooh, yeah, that's so fun. We should definitely go hit up that person. Or does it feel like kind of like, eh, you know? And so we didn't if it was the eh, you know? We had this opportunity to really feel into our intuitive guidance. And I think it's really cool because when you do this with another person, you really get to explore the relationship between, between yourselves, the space between you where you get to make decisions together, which is also a beautiful thing. We know that moving through life based on intuitive guidance is the best possible way to live. I know this, you know this, we know this, and now I have more proof to share with you. So here's the fun part. Let me just tell you about some shit that happened when we were on this trip to share with you the magic of this trip so that you know that this is available for you, right? So like I said, we had very little plans. We ended up meeting up with some friends in Salt Lake City. We almost didn't because we weren't able to, we thought we weren't able to catch them in the morning, but we were able to hang out with some friends in Salt Lake City. And um, these are friends that I met in Hawaii who live in Salt Lake, haven't seen them since Hawaii. So met up with them, got to really bond with one of their girlfriends. Mandy, if you're watching this, you're so fucking awesome. I love you. Daryl, Jasser, love you both so fucking much. So got to spend some time with them. Daryl ended up mentioning like, hey, you guys can stay the night if you want. Like my house is open to you. So we were like, okay, that sounds good. We will stay another night. It's fucking cold outside. We were going to camp. So let's just stay, work today and figure it out. So we end up staying the night, having an incredible night with our friends. And then turns out, I don't know if you know the artist Nako, um, but him and his crew ended up also staying the night at the house. So I ended up getting to not only spend time with my amazing friends from Hawaii and Lexi and introduce them all, but I ended up meeting this incredible artist and his crew, shout out to Dream and Paco as well, really got to bond with them. 
And that is something that I wouldn't have been able to do if I had this rigid plan of, nope, got to go to Zion Park today because we got to get there, then we got to get there, right? So now I'm getting to bond with old friends. I'm getting to meet new incredible artists. If you don't know Nako, please go look him up. It's N-A-H-K-O, incredible conscious music. And now I'm actually flying to California in a few days to go see Nako and his crew at this private concert that's in somebody's backyard. All of this because we were able to just flow and follow our intuition, right? All right, let me tell you some other trippy things that happened. Because it was way too cold to camp, and that's literally all of our plans. We were just going to figure out campsites. Lexi got on Airbnb and started looking up some incredible houses that we might have an opportunity to stay at. They're all really fucking expensive, right? And we both have these platforms where we're coaching people and making beautiful posts. I think they're beautiful at least. (laughs) So we end up reaching out to somebody who owned a geodome and we got a huge deal with the people who own this geodome in exchange for um, posting about it on our Instagrams. We wouldn't have been able to do that if we had a rigid plan. Last but not least, this is one of my most favorite parts of this entire trip because it was so flowy. Once again, we were like, no way we're going to camp. It was like 20 degrees in Moab, right? And that's where we thought we were headed. We are in Zion. We're headed to Moab. It's 20 degrees at night and no way that we're going to camp. So we're like, okay, we can either get a hotel or Lexi brought up the idea of couch surfing the app couch surfing. So something that I have never done before, but we checked it out and ended up staying on somebody's couch. Well, it's not true. We actually stayed in a spare bedroom of his, but incredible human being who ended up taking us out to coffee in the morning, this really cool spot. We're in like an alleyway situation. We enter into a small room. There's this coffee roaster that's 150 years old. They're using fire to roast the beans. It smells incredible. There's all these locals just sitting around drinking espresso. I got to pull my own espresso. I've never done that before. I don't even drink coffee. It was incredible, right? Um, And so we go with our friend, our couch surfing host, and we grab another person from this coffee experience who seems really nice, like he just wants to hang out. So we all go out to breakfast and then we all go hot tubbing. And then the guy who we met at coffee, we like to call him um, Sexy Desert Jesus because he has long hair. Landon, if you're watching this, we love you so much. Um, We call him Moab Jesus. He ends up taking us out on an excursion of Moab because he's a canyoneering guide, right? So we get this incredible traveling, touring experience of Moab all because we didn't have a plan, all because somebody on couch surfing seemed like a really cool person, all because we decided to go get coffee and breakfast and go hot tubbing and then bam, wham, Christmas jam, (laughs) Now we're hanging out with Sexy Desert Jesus, getting a tour of Moab, canyoneering, climbing up uh, slot canyons, seeing arches where there's no one else there. We were going to go to the national park and we end up meeting a tour guide who takes us to an arch where there's not a single other person there for a while. And then we end up doing this 
insane swing where it's like the bottom of an arch you hook up to um hook up to a climbing line and you swing and it's 150 feet in the air if you don't follow me on instagram you've got to follow me because i'm going to post photo videos of this and you got to see it firsthand but it was just absolutely incredible lexi says this thing that is leave room for magic and i believe that's exactly what we did and what happened like are you kidding me all of these absolutely incredible experiences all because we said yes to the things that felt good and left it all open for our intuition to say yes or to say no and to just go with the flow and i've never had so much fun traveling in a car where shit is falling everywhere on top of my head because it's so packed to the brim. Just an absolutely incredible week. And, you know, let me just say that we we didn't have plans, quote unquote, but we knew that we were covered. If we needed to stay at a hotel, we were going to stay at a hotel. If we needed to camp, we were going to camp. There was no issue here, right? So we were able to stay open because we were totally open. We didn't know exactly what we were doing. There was no stress. There was no hurry. There was no expectation that one person of the trip, like Lexi was upholding and I wasn't, or the other way around. We were just flowing. We were just looking at each other and asking questions. What's next? Should we stay or should we go? How about another night here? Are you down? Where should we eat? Where do you want to go? Do you want to see this restaurant? I don't know, right? And it was such a great way for us to connect and work together intuitively and really create a trip that felt good and was flowy and was fun and wasn't like stressful trying to get to the next place. Because I don't know about you, but holy shit, that's something I've done so many times in my life. And I know some of you are listening to this and are like, yeah, this is not me. Um, And if you're like, oh my God, I am such a big planner. I would never do that. I was too. I was a huge planner. Like trips, I'd be planning down to the T. Meals, weekly plans, all the details. If we're going camping, I'm planning it, right? I wanted to be the person that was planning. And if somebody else was planning, have mercy because my anxiety was up, up, up. And let me just take a sip of my coffee here for a moment. So why did I try to plan so much? And if you're listening to this and are thinking like, okay, I'm, I'm a bit of a planner as well, this might be the same for you. I honestly think that there was a level of over planning in order to make the most out of every single trip, the most possible fun ever to see the most amount of things. And this is because I had a bit of a lack mindset going on because I only got so much time away from work right now. I'm just working for myself. Um, So I don't have to be anywhere and I can take off the time that I need. I know that's not a fact for everybody, but I do know the fact is that a lot of us feel lack when it comes to time. We only get so much time away from work. So what we do is we try to get all the plans in to see every viewpoint, to go on every hike, to do all the things. And by the end of the trip, often we're like absolutely exhausted. We plan to do so many things and over planning by the way, is actually a form of control. When we over plan, it's because a lot of the times we want the control. 
And that over planning and over controlling is actually fucking exhausted. So I don't know about you. Have you ever gone on a trip and had like a million things planned? It's supposed to be like this restful vacation. It's your PTO. It's your time to rest, to recover, that R&R. And you come back and you're more fucking exhausted than when you left. (laughs) Has anyone else done that? Like that's very much a thing. And get ready for a plot twist here. Let me explain this to us. Most of us who are planners are actually control freaks. And if you're triggered by this, I want to invite you to sit with it for a second. Us planners, us over planners, and I'm going to venture out and call us control freaks. And I'm saying us because I'm with you on this. We have anxiety over not having control. And here's the crazy part. Here's the kicker. We over plan and control every aspect of our lives because we're low-key anxious about all of it, right? But the act of over-planning and controlling actually makes us more anxious. Think about it. How many things do you have going on in your life right now? Like a million, right? Like all of us. We've got the job, we've got the friends, we've got the family. You might even have a partner. Like, what are you eating? What are you doing? Where are you going? If you're planning a trip, there's an entire another layer upon that. Where are you spending your money? Where are you saving your money? Right? We got our hands in everything. And we're trying to control everything because we want control of the outcome. Here's the thing. We cannot control everything, but we try, but we try. So we've got our hands in everything. And no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try to control, something will fall, something will fail. And trying to juggle all of these things, knowing that some of them are going to inevitably fail, things will fumble, makes us even more anxious because there's just no way that we can control it. It's not possible, but we try and it makes us anxious. Something goes awry. And then here we go. Here's the bad vibes. The second that something goes awry, we're like off. We've jumped off the cliff. Things are not going well. Mental mental vibe is not good, right? A lot of us planners, a lot of us over planners have a thing with control. We have a relationship with control that I will go off and venture to say might not serve us. I know for me, it does not serve me. I know for most people, it does not serve us. There is healthy control, absolutely. But a lot of us dibble dabble in unhealthy control. We have a thing with control. It's not a great relationship. We try to control. The more we try to control, the less control we actually have. The more stress we have trying to control and the more anxiety comes our way. And here's the other thing. When we're trying to control everything and we're trying to have a plan and stick to the plan, There's no room for intuition. There's no room for miracles. There's no room for magic, as Lexi would say. We have to leave room for magic. And if you overplan, you don't get to meet a sexy Moab Jesus. And that's just not a vibe, right? (laughs) Not a vibe. This actually ties into a yoga philosophy that is absolutely one of my favorites. It is the last yama, I believe. And it is the philosophy of aparigraha. Aparigraha means non-grasping. Imagine opening your palm out like um, you're going to hand somebody a plate, right? This is non-grasping. You could put something on top of your hand. You're not grasping it. You're holding it with an open palm. What we do when we overplan and when we control is we grasp so tightly to life. 
We grasped so tightly to how things are supposed to look, how things are supposed to go. And when they, and when we do that, we don't leave room to flow, to follow intuition, to pivot. And we all know that we need to be able to pivot because like we were talking about in last week's podcast, you will change your mind. You will change your opinions. Your love will grow and expand. We need to be able to let go of people, experiences, and jobs that no longer serve us. And when we grasp so tightly to those things, when we grasp so tightly to our plans of our life, we don't leave room for things to fall away from us when they no longer serve us. We don't leave room to say, hey, I kind of want to stay another night in this place called Salt Lake City because I'm having so much fun and now I get to meet this incredible artist. You see where I'm going from here, right? So why do we do this? Part of the work of mindset is understanding where we're at in our current mindset, where that came from, because where that came from, our past experiences, what we've gone through, make us who we are today. And who we are today doesn't always serve us. Some of our mindsets that make up who we are today no longer serve us. So we have to look at where things come from. So for my over planners, for my control freaks out there, and I remind you that I am with you when I say that, where does this need for control for planning come from? I don't know. I don't know you. I don't know your life. If you were one of my one-on-one clients or in one of my group programs, I would probably be able to help you find that out for yourself. For me, I grew up in a house where there was yelling. There was money issues. There was a divorce looming over the entire situation. And I had no control over any of it. I'm 12 years old and people are yelling. There's money issues. I can't make money. I'm 12 years old. There's a divorce looming. I had no control over this situation. And so now in my adult life, I search for that control in every way that I can because I didn't have it growing up. And I felt so lost. I felt um, afraid. And mind you, I grew up in like a pretty decent house, right? Like I say that there was yelling. I say that there was money issues. Like honestly, up until a few years ago, I thought that my growing up experiences were all fine and dandy. Like it was pretty chill. But when we experience things with high emotional intensity, They are drilled into our unconscious mind, and that is where we live our lives from. So when I say that there was yelling, there was money problems, there was divorce, my unconscious remembers those, and I try to control because of it. And it might be similar for you. So I get to ask you today, is controlling something you do? If you're a human being, the answer is probably yes. And then I get to ask you, okay, where where does that come from? Where does that sense of wanting to control things come from? This is the inner work we get to do. We get to understand how our past experiences have shaped who we are today. And we get to see what mindsets, what patterns we have, what habits we have no longer serve us, and we get to move away from them. We get to see what past programming is holding us back, and we get to let it go. We get to let it go so that it no longer holds us back from hanging out with incredible people and incredible conscious artists and sexy Moab Jesus and you get to go on tours of the desert, right? (laughs) It's all fun and it's all fine and dandy 
And these mindsets, these limiting beliefs, these control freak isms, we can laugh at it and we don't need to be so serious about it. And we can explore it and laugh at ourselves and see where we might need to let go of things. And it's just the whole process of living life and understanding yourself and enlightenment, honestly, all of this. We have to understand ourselves in order to get to the place in our lives where we are enlightened and living our best lives. And we get to move into trust. We get to move into trust because when we don't overplan, when we don't try to control, we get to live in trust. We do. And that is where we truly get to live our lives. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope that in your life you can recognize where you might be grasping, over planning and over controlling and maybe move away from that and into a place of flow and of trust and knowing that everything always works out when you follow your intuition. This is something you want to continue to explore. As you know, I am a mindset coach and I do have one-on-one spaces available for coaching. It is currently October of 21. If you are listening to this in the future, who knows what I have available, but definitely hit me up. I am at Best Life by Hannah on the Instagram, and I can't wait to talk to you next Monday. For now, have an amazing rest of your day and keep on shining.